Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. I'm Emily, the player behind Lyra on the show. We had so much fun recording this third episode and hope you have fun too. Make sure to let us know what you think at hideouslaughterpodcast.com or our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, or Snapchat account. Enjoy the laughs. Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. We're so happy to have you guys back. Uh, before we get into any Pathfinder business, do you guys know what I'm going to ask? You know what I'm going to ask right here? No. What the fuck are you drinking? That's a frosty can of hams, Griffin. Slurp. God damn it, Every Steve. Time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> what are you drinking, Brooks? White Claw. I actually haven't stopped drinking White Claw. The purest hard seltzer in the world. Okay. You haven't, since since last time we recorded, you haven't stopped. Yep. All this, week. This is going to be a fun Every, session. Non-stop. He's been having a good buzz going. He doesn't want to break it up, you know? <laughs> All right, Haley, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking some Red Bridge, which is a gluten-free beer. Oh, gluten-free. All right, Emily, how about you? Rum and Coke. Oh, Rum and Coke. Classic. That's a, that's a is it uh Captain? Yes. Oh, that's a that's an island time beverage. You're really getting back into character. Yeah, only way. Uh, I'm drinking some Crown Green Apple because I feel like I'm 18 again. Slurp. Oh, that's uh, that's an mm. abomination of all things whiskey, but. Mm. Well, definitely not getting that Crown sponsor then. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just pissing away sponsorships over here. Jeez, yeah, you know, a Green Apple is great if you like a Green Apple flavor, but if you're going for whiskey, uh, it's. About as close to whiskey as uh, Green Apple Smirnoff is. So, anyway, uh, how you guys doing this week? You uh, you ready to play? Yeah, it's it's been a great week. Um, I've been waiting all week long to play Pathfinder. I'm really excited. Oh, all week have you? Yep, yeah, all week. That's uh, have not played once this week. That's that's a good start. Then we'll we'll come into it fresh. I'm readily. Well, little do they know, I've already played twice this week. <laughs> God damn it, Steve! Keep the mystique. What about you, Brooks? How's your week going? Oh, I said I was readily deadly. Okay, readily deadly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, girls? Oh, uh, yeah, super ready to play Pathfinder. Haven't in a while. I guess how your week was. I mean, I know you guys are zeroed in on the Pathfinder stuff. I've talked about my week. My my week has been fine. Yeah. Yep. Happy yeah. anniversary. Oh yeah, that, that's oh, yeah. That's <laughs> thanks. Is it oozing us? Yeah, get to, get us our sirenscape. Come on! Oh, God damn it, bastard! <laughs> Emily, how's I was your trying week to going? I was trying to think of something funny, and I'm just not creative. That's the problem. Gearing well, it's a good thing you're on here. basically oh, a 99 percent improv podcast, then, right? Well, yeah, I figured you know I could hmm. I could I could sneak my way in there. Yeah, yeah. With two engineers and food scientist, real creative here. Yep, we got those creative there. juices flowing. Okay, so. We, we, we can edit that in later. What, the creativity? 
Yeah, the, yeah, all, we'll all, all the creative sounds. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll make sure we yeah. uh, we get all your creativity in where where it needs to be. We'll f- speckle it in. We'll take care of it in post. So, you guys, whoever we'll post guy do that. <laughs> yeah, our post guy, yeah, <laughs> our post guy Griffin. <laughs> How'd I get demoted so fast? <laughs> um, so you guys left off. You were at basically awake for Professor Lorimore uh, at his estate with uh, a bunch of these characters that you had never met before, a bunch of people from his past. You're all a part of his past too, but a bunch of people from his past that you may or may not have crossed paths with. So you mingled, you took shots with Zokar Elkarid, the local bartender, and um, Councilman Hearthmount came in to read Professor Lorimer's will. Where I left you off was on a perception roll. And I'd like to make that roll now. Uh, Steve, could you explain to me how a perception roll works? What perception is? Yes. Yeah, so perception is a skill in Pathfinder. Essentially, Pathfinder has a big, you know, big portion of your character is how skilled you are at certain things. So are you can you know, how well can you convince somebody in dialogue? How well can you look at an object and know how much it's worth? You know, are you athletic? That kind of thing. And one of the skills is perception. It might be the most, in my opinion, the most important skill and the one that you see used most often. Perception basically is if you, if something happens, can you see, smell, hear, taste it? Uh, Oh yeah. We do a lot of taste-based perception rules on the podcast. I'm just saying it's possible. And uh, so kind of like how we did the, um, the role for initiative last time it's a D20 roll plus a modifier. So, for example, I'm going to roll a 20-sided die, and my character has a plus four perception. That's keyed off of your wisdom score. I have a plus zero, but I put some points in perception. So I'll okay. go ahead and roll that. Yeah, why don't you all roll a perception? Hey, guys. I started the session with another natural one. Oh, oh good. Here too. we go again. Actually, I started them with two ones. Eleven. Okay, good. So 11, is that plus your modifier? Yep. Okay, 11. Uh, E, Eclipse. 12. 12. Grand total of three. Holy shit. So only um, Ikmer and E notice as this, as we enter the (laughs) tavern. <laughs> we're, we're reading a will, Steve. You wanna you wanna cue up some a little more uh, somber? Uh, I can't think fine, of more fine. upbeat time. So reading the will. So we're having a good time here. We did just take shots. So yeah, that's true. IRL and in game. Um, so nope, nope. <laughs> That's not it either. No, that that wouldn't be. A spell goes <laughs> off in uh, <laughs> in Councilman Hearthmount's pocket and disintegrates the key. <laughs> I like that. I like that's pretty good. All right, we're reading a will here. Bring that down a little. Yeah. Bit. Okay. Um. So, so Ikmer and Eclipse, with their super high eleven and twelve, um, notice this key fall out of uh, Councilman Hearthmount's pocket. Uh, the only other thing they notice is that it doesn't look like your standard key. It looks like it has some sort of ornamentation. But aside from that, you know, it kind of falls back behind him and you don't really get a good glimpse at it. You know where it fell, though, so in the future you might 
you might want to pick it up. But with that, uh, Hearth Mount having taken roll call and made sure that everybody that is in the will is currently there begins reading Professor Lorimer's will. So he produces a kind of looks like a scroll tube and it's got this seal on the front and you can kind of recognize it from being at Lorimer's house and knowing the man that it's, it's the Lorimer crest. So he shows it around the room, make sure everybody sees that it had been sealed and then he unseals it, unfurls the scroll and begins to read. I, Petros Lorimer, being of sound mind, do hereby commit to this parchment my last will and testament. Let it be known that, with the exceptions of the specific details below, I leave my home and personal belongings entire to my daughter, Kendra. Use them or sell them as you see fit, my child. Yet, beyond the bequeathing of my personal effects, this document must serve other needs. I have arranged for the reading of this document to be delayed until all principals can be in attendance, for I have more than mere inheritance to apportion. I have two final favors to ask. To my old friends, I hate to impose upon you all, but there are few others who are capable of appreciating the true significance of what I have to ask. As some of you know, I have devoted many of my studies to all manner of evil, that I might know the enemy and inform those better positioned to stand against it. For knowledge of one's enemy is the surest path to victory over its plans. And so, over the course of my lifetime, I have seen fit to acquire a significant collection of valuable but dangerous tomes, any of which, in the wrong circumstances, could have led to an awkward legal situation. While the majority of these tomes remain safe under lock and key at the Leopardstadt University, I fear that a few I have borrowed may remain in a trunk in my Ravengrow home. While invaluable to my work in life, in death I would prefer not to burden my daughter with the darker side of my profession, or worse still, the danger of possessing these tomes herself. And as such, I am entrusting my chest of tomes to you posthumously. I ask that you please deliver my collection to my colleagues at the University of Leppenstadt, who will put them to good use for the betterment of the cause. Yet, before you leave for Leppenstadt, there is the matter of another favor. Please delay your journey one month and spend that period of time here in Ravengrow to ensure that my daughter is safe and sound. She has no one to count on now that I'm gone. And if you would aid her in setting things in order for whatever she desires over the course of this month, you would have my internal gratitude. From my savings, I have also willed to each of you a sum of 100 platinum coins for safekeeping. I have left these funds with Embrith Deramid, one of my most trusted friends in Leopardstadt. She has been instructed to ensure this payment upon the safe delivery of the borrowed tomes, no sooner than one month after the date of reading this will. I, Petrus Lorimer, hereby sign this will in Ravengrow on its first day of Calistril in the year 4711. So to be clear, the hook for this adventure path is we need to delete this old guy's browser history. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> I have a lot of naughty toes. <laughs> <laughs> 
so he reads this will and um and actually Kendra knows exactly where these books were kept. They were kept in kind of this locked crate and she actually produces a key to go into it and and figure out what books you guys need to take back, etc. So she goes into the kind of the library room and comes back with this kind of large chest, but it doesn't seem too heavy for her. So it's probably not completely full. She puts it down in front of you and she hands Lyra the key. And she says, I, I would, I would prefer if, if one of you would open it. Sure. I can open it. Okay. So Lyra, do you open with the key that uh, Kendra provided you? Yeah, I, I think she would trust that this is what she was supposed to do, that there's nothing mischievous about it. I think she would just unlock it. Okay, so the, the key slides smoothly into the lock, uh, and you open it. And the first thing that you see in the box is this, is, it looks like a leather-bound journal. And the journal has etched into it. Read me now. And we have a physical journal that uh, Griffin wrote up. Yeah, I'm actually holding a journal. Okay, so you have this journal, guys. And um, as your characters are flipping through the journal, they actually see a number of entries that kind of have this red circle around them. So it looks like the professor might have left some sort of clue in his journal that he wants you to read. He's kind of signifying that, you know, these are the important entries. So if we could start with Lyra and Lyra, can you read like the first entry that's, that's they're the first entries that are circled in the journal? Yeah. One Calistri 4701. The whispering way is more than just a cabal of necromancers. I see that now. Undeath is their fountain of youth. Uncovering their motivation does not place me at ease as I thought it might. Their desire to be eternal simply makes them more dangerous. P.L. 1. Cathona 4711 It is as I had feared. The way is interested in something here in Revengrill. But what could it be? Signed, P.L. Here, Clips, you can read the next one. 1. Avarice 4711. Whatever the way seeks, I am now convinced their goal is connected to Harrowstone. In retrospect, I suppose it all makes sense. The stories they tell about the ruins in town are certainly chilling enough. It may be time to investigate the ruins, but with everyone in already being so worked up about them, I'd rather not let the others know about my curiosity. There's plenty of folks hereabouts who already think I'm a demonologist or a witch or something. Those ignorant fools. P.L. And then 10 Abadeus 4711. It is confirmed. The way seems quite interested in something. No, strike that. Someone who was held in Harrowstone. But who, specifically, is the way after? I need a list of everyone who died the night of the fire. Everyone. The Temple of Phrasma, 
must have such a list. PL. Then pass this over to Ick. <laughs> Clips passes it over to Ick. Oh boy. Can Ick read? Strong. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Ick went to middle school. Didn't finish middle school, but he, but he went. went. He went. Exactly. 12 Amadeus 4711. I see now just how ill prepared I was when I set out for the Harrowstone. I am lucky to have returned at all. The ghosts, if indeed they were ghosts, for I did not find it prudent to investigate any further, prevented me from transcribing the strange symbols I found etched along the foundation. Hopefully, on the next visit, I will be more prepared. Thankfully, the necessary tools to defend against the spirits are already here in Ravengrow. I know that the Church of Phrasma used to store them in a false crypt in the Rustlands at the corner of the Eversleep and the Black Path. I am not certain if the current clergy even knows what their predecessors have hidden down below. If my luck holds, I should be able to slip in and out with a few borrowed items. Signed, P.L. Okay, maybe maybe I should take over. <laughs> I think Igbert did pretty good. Thirteenth <laughs> of Abdeus, forty-seven eleven. Tomorrow evening I return to the prison. It is imperative the way does not finish. My caution has already cost me too much time. I am not sure what will happen if I am too late, but if my theory is right, the entire town could be at risk. I don't have time to update my wheel, so I'll leave two in the chest where it will be sure to be found should the worst come to pass. Signed, P.L. And so Matsumbe will hand the physical will that he's holding, or the read me now um, document. Journal. Journal. Um, that he's holding back to Ick. If Ick doesn't grab it in time he's just gonna let it fall because he's going right back in the chest to find that second whale that was described oh no i think he meant like he meant like he's leaving his journal because he can't update his will oh i thought there were like the second will well actually if matumbe does look there's a um aside from the journal there's a list of like additions to the will okay um and so if he I'd like to read them, yeah. So if he mentions that and, and pulls it pulls it out, uh, Hearthmont will be like, Oh, how, how uh, unseemly. We should, we should put all of our will in one paper. I'm, uh, uh, this, is, this is quite interesting. I, I can't, can't imagine this is official, but I'll read it anyway. Give me that, Matumbe. Here you go. And as he reads it, he mentions that um, he mentions a couple things about the books and other items in the Lorimore household. And he he pulls some stuff out of this box, which seems to correspond with what what he's reading. And he pulls out this leather bound book with the same crest you saw on um, on the seal to the original will. Okay. And. He says, I, I do believe um, this might be the spell book that Professor Lorimore had mentioned in, in this edition here. Um, it says here that 
Uh, Divian, um, you shall get his spell book. Um, if you if you would come forward, uh, please, please take this. And um, he hands it to a Divian, who you guys remember is his apprentice. And a Divian takes it and kind of flips through it. And you can see he's pretty interested in what's inside it. And he kind of goes, shuffles off into the corner, flipping through the pages. Um, and then he pulls out this scroll tube and the scroll he pulls out of it seems like, you know how a magician pulls tissues out of his, out of his sleeve and they just keep coming and coming and coming. This scroll just keeps coming and coming and coming and he unfurls it into these blueprints and they're, they're very meticulous. They're showing, they're showing different, different pieces of machinery interlocking uh, to form. If anybody has a knowledge engineering, when they see this, you can certainly make a roll. Nope. But if not, not, he, um, he pulls out these blueprints and hands them to Horace Kroon. Oh God. And he says, uh, uh, Professor Lorimore mentions in, in this addendum that, um, you two were working on on these here blueprints, and he uh, it says that he's finished them and leaves them to you to complete the invention. And Horace uh, Horace looks, and he's he's kind of he presses it down against the table, and he's like, "Oh, oh yes, this this is the completed submersible device I was talking about. Oh, I'll be able to get to the bottom of Lake and Carthen with this if I can make it before I die." and and so so he um what a vigorous individual so he yeah he's full of vigor and i think the vigor has been reunited he scurries off with uh with the blueprints um god damn it very excited um deeper in the chest there's a sealed letter and i need you guys to make a perception check the same exact thing 12 12 not much better. I got a nine. That's a 22. 13. So Matumbe sees on the front of this letter, letter that it says when she's ready. And Councilman Hearthmount Ooh, hands the letter, of age hands letter. the letter to Mikhail, gives him the letter and says, I, I wouldn't open it. it. It seems like it has instructions on the front. And, um, Mikhail takes the letter and kind of pockets it. Next, there's, there's, so there's, if you, if you were to search the bottom of this, this trunk, there's actually a couple letters. So he pulls out another letter and he says, Oh, this, Kaval uh, um, I, I knew you were here. Where are you? And, and the, the woman stands forward, the pretty lady. <laughs> um, Ooh. and I actually need you guys to make one more perception check on this one. 16. 18. 17. 4. So everybody oh, but man. Lyra. Um, She's distracted. not in the game today. Everybody but Lyra noticed. Strangely enough, it's running it water probably, or something. It would almost seem like Ikmar would be the most distracted. but Well, you're distracted by the pretty lady, and so you're looking at her and can uh-huh. see what she's getting right. handed. Dang right, Ikmar. Uh, um, so, so everyone except for Lyra can see that clipped to the front of this letter is a hero card. And you can see that it's it's a man on a hill, 
and the moon is behind him. He's surrounded with a pack of wolves. And anybody, because I imagine even Lyra can know if you guys, ooh, what is that? Like, and you're kind of, uh, Lyra yeah. can roll this as well. Um, if anybody has a knowledge local or a uh, knowledge history. Yeah. Not me. 18. 18. So Eclipse actually knows what this card is. And she knows that this card is not in Herodex anymore. They decks traditionally are not made with this card. And sometimes a deck will appear with the card in Ustalav, but only Ustalav. The the card that she was given is known as the Prince of Wolves. Hmm. And you know that it's an omen that that there's going to be a cataclysmic change in the hierarchy of werewolves. Um, the card represents the drawing of a new prince, a new prince to lead the wolves. And that's what you know. And Kavalka, known werewolf, is given this from the professor. Okay. And she tucks it away. Beyond this... Zavraska of Hora, the guy, the businessman you talked to earlier, and um, Auburn Auburn Chalet, both received from from Professor's Room of Knickknacks two ancient Osiriani relics. And and, um, they both seem delighted. Zavraska is probably going to, like, sell it. (laughs) But Auburn has a genuine interest in in ancient Osiriani things. And so he's genuinely excited to have this. And he, he's probably going to take it back to the quarter foe archives, which you know is where he's from. Um, and finally, Ed Dunn, the, the guard, the leopard stack guard that, that met Lyra and her father and seemed very excited. Councilman Hearthmount says, uh, uh, now, um, uh, Edward, Edward Dunn. It, it seems that, um, if 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 you could hand me uh, Professor's journal back, there are a, there are a few pages that the professor says he wants you to have, and he he turns to the pages marked on the on in in the supplementary piece of the will and actually tears them from the journal and gives them to Ed, and you can hear Ed mumbling in the in the background, kind of reading through it, but reading through it almost aloud and he's like he turns and he's got tears in his eyes and he's like um these are these are from the professor's expedition with my dad and so he like he takes them and he kind of like clutches them close and um and that's all in the supplementary will um but there are a lot of other books in this chest a lot of books that look a little foreboding, as the professor kind of mentioned. So you see a book that is jet black. The pages are black. It's a very interesting looking book. The The next book you see is actually this purple book, and it's got a locked clasp on it, but the clasp is a actually looks like it's made of gold, and it's in the shape of a scarab, and it's got an emerald jewel in the middle of it. The next book you see is kind of this mottled brown looking book, and it's got this fly on the front of it. But the fly has 
a skull on its back. And the final book in the chest is gray with a skull, and the skull has chains coming out of its eyes. So if you guys want to look at any of these books, there might be some certain knowledges your characters could roll to know a little bit more about them. I am a man of the book. So I, I honestly kind of, I want to know what's in all of them. Okay. Well, why don't, why doesn't Matumbe start with one book? And if anyone else is interested in a book, they can, you know, their character would probably pick up the other book as Matumbe is examining one. Sure. So I don't want to metagame a little bit, but I think Matumbe being a religious man can infer what the last couple books are and is going to gravitate towards the book he knows probably the least about. And it's the all black, black pages book. Okay. So Matumbe picks up the book, all black, black pages. Yep. And when he kind of pages through it, it's got this white writing. If you want to know what it is, I'm actually going to need a knowledge planes roll. This is why Eclipse was interested. She knew it. Well, if, if Eclipse is truly interested, one of you can roll and one of you can aid. What's your, uh, what's, what's your modifier? Plus seven. Plus seven. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Well, just, I'll, I'll, I'll boost you. That's Thanks. fine. You can like be peeking over my shoulder and be way too excited. And too maybe like, Ooh, fight. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't roll well after all of that. <laughs> I didn't roll too great either. I, I aid for sure. Uh, so with your plus two, I got 13. Yeah, you don't know what this book is. I'm um, so interested, though. Actually, you can you can roll an appraise check on it, though. Oh, I, I'm good at that, too. Oh, I'm actually good at it. I can aid. Um, <laughs> I aid. 25. You know that there are, like, three copies of this book in the world. Huh. Sell it. I will, <laughs> I will take that from Otumbe and uh, hold it with, like... Very preciously. Yeah, and you could probably take another, like, if you actually want to read it, you can start to know what it's about, or if you want to roll another knowledge check later, but but that would probably be, you know, later in the day. You're still kind of in the midst of this will reading and that kind of thing, and so you guys are all kind of rifling through this stuff, trying to figure out, you know, you've, you've, you've read these entries from the professor, kind of makes it, his death sound a little bit more sinister than you originally anticipated and he's got these books which might help you figure out a little bit more about what the professor was looking into you said the second one was where i guess what was the description of the second one again the i think the second one i said was the all black one was the purple book with the um, gold with the gold scarab on top okay so is anybody else looking at uh, looking at some of the books? Lear's going to pick up the book with the uh, jeweled scarab on it, kind of look at it for a minute, a little uncertain, not really sure if she knows anything about it, and she's going to look to Matumbe and say, you, you've done some adventuring. Do you know anything about this book? I am well-versed in the studies of religion. Let me, let me take a look and see what, what I know. So this one is going to be a knowledge local history or arcana dealer's choice. So, so if somebody other than Matumbe is more skilled at, at one of those, 
you know, you can, you can defer, but I'm looking at this with a plus seven on my knowledge arcana. Okay. Uh, if you did want to do history, I could aid you, but that's the only one I, I, do. I don't have history. Oh, okay. All right. So I'll roll, I'll roll this one by myself. Oh, money. That's a 23 total. 23 total. You're not entirely sure. Oh, bother. It seems that this was a part of my, uh, my research that uh, is incomplete. I, I, I do not know what this book is or where it comes from. I am interested in the other two tomes, however, and maybe I should see what those are. Can Ikmer and Eclipse um, make me a intelligence check? Oh, boy. Ooh, I'm good with that. <laughs> That's not... I rolled a 12, so I got 15. Total of 15. Okay, so... What the hell? (laughs) Ikber is very intelligent. You just have to get Uh, him out of his shell. This time. Um, So you both remember that key, and this book is locked. Um, And you you both kind of at the same time think, oh, shit, maybe, maybe that's this. All right, so Ikmer kind of, he would jump up and down kind of like a, an excited little child. Yeah, over like, to where he saw the key get dropped? Uh, at least nudge uh, Eclipse, uh, like elbow Eclipse. Uh, well, yeah, elbow her right in the head, I guess. Oh, it's got a size difference. <laughs> but, uh, Make it but a jack roll. But gently. <laughs> and uh, like, I guess motion, motion toward it. Toward the key? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys go pick up the key and upon actually seeing it up close, because remember, you couldn't really you, you saw that it had some ornamentation on it, but it fell too quickly. You can see this also has a scarab on it. OK, probably unrelated, probably like yeah. two different scarabs, like two scarabs cross in the in the desert. And mm. yeah, Eclipse will uh, quickly bring that to Matumba, who's Ooh. holding that book, right? Yeah. Thank you. Eclipse. Are we are we to like. Are we in our own little circle at this point, or are yeah, you we... guys, you guys were the ones basically entrusted to take these books back, and you with with the addendums to the will, like everybody's kind of surrounding this crate, but then like Adivion went off to read his new spell book, and Horus has his blueprints and stuff, okay. so people have kind of scattered at this point. Yeah, so as long as this isn't really like a presentation, oh yeah, you're, okay, right? Okay. You guys, you guys are basically around the crate, and and maybe Kendra's still with you, but. It's Kendra, so she kind of like you're stuck with her for a month anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and insert the key into the lock and Ooh, try and open it. Does there need to be a strength check? I mean, it could have been without the key. <laughs> you could have torn the book I was, in half. I, I, I thought it about open. it. I thought about it. But okay. That might be a bad taste. So, so you open the book and does Matumbe know Verisian? No. Um, so I assume Matumbe probably shows it around the group. Does anybody yes. have Verisian? Absolutely as a not. Oh, that would have been a good one to take too. Oh, you guys are not here. Ustalov. It's the language of Ustalov. Yeah, it would have been a good one to take. Yeah, some of you were born here. <laughs> I don't know how you. It don't. would have been a good one to take, oh, wouldn't it? Have I guess yes. with that, Igmer would have it. Common. You would have common and Verisian. You should. You should have common and the language of where, like, that's why he has polyglot. Oh, I was going to say, I just didn't put, you, 
I have where I was born, which is not okay, yeah. where I was raised. No, that's but- fine. So uh, Ikmer so then would have Verisian. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, All right. So hit him with that knowledge. So Ikmer looks at this book and, you know, from before we can tell that Ikmer can actually read. So <laughs> he's reading through and, and he, at first he starts to think like, Oh, it's my dyslexia again. But now the words are kind of all jumbled. You can tell it's Verisian, but it looks like it's written in some kind of code. And, and, Kendra knows Verissian too, so she kind of comes up behind you and she's like, "Oh, this this doesn't make any sense. Um, there's there's something going on with the way they're. I'm not sure where the writing even starts. Like the sentences, this is really hard to decipher. And you realize that it would take it would take one of you probably a like a pretty solid linguistics check to figure this out. Okay, that's not a skill I have." Did anybody put points into that at first level? Oh, no. I didn't know one bit. Okay. Well, Ikmer, I guess we'll hold on to it for now. Okay. Um, and this was the purple... It's a purple book purple. with the scarab on the front. Yeah. Got it. So there's two more books that you guys haven't really looked at. The kind of mottled brown book with the, the fly and the skull and the gray book with the skull and the chains coming out of its eyes well I, I i still have that knowledge religion that i'm sure is going to pay off at some point so i i'll take a look at the one with the fly in the skull on the cover okay make me a knowledge religion check that's i mean it's a 13 it's not gonna happen dude nobody else has knowledge religion no nope i think i'm gonna give this to you just because you're a worship of phrasma you know that this book is the holy book of the antithesis of Phrasma, oh. Ergothoa. Oh, dear. Um, it's known as serving your hunger. As you flip through it, you see a bunch of scribbled notes in Professor Lorimore's handwriting on the margins and stuff. So okay. he's clearly been researching this book. I very much am interested in what Professor Lorimore is writing in this book. So Is, is, is it... I I don't know this as a player, but is that the holy text of Ergothoa? It's one of them. Okay. Ergothoa has several as a goddess, but sure. um, but it's like it's the one that kind of gives you the guidelines of being a glutton and like that undeath is cool and, and that kind of thing. Ergothoa is a very evil goddess. Yeah, she's well, she was the first undead in Galarian, so she's kind of the patron goddess of the the undead. Um. So you can definitely look into that. You can definitely look into what the professor was um, was writing in there. But I, I would think like looking through a whole book and kind of getting the gist of what he's saying would take you some private time to, to do. So I assume Matumbe probably pockets this book yes. in, in the hopes that he'll have time later to, to kind of page through it. Yeah, I'm not trying to hide anything from the rest of the rest of the party. Matumbe just says something along the lines of this is a very dangerous text even for someone as lurid as professor Lorimore, i will take some time to ruminate over his rusings to see what exactly he was pulling from this disturbing text okay, okay. we'll be careful you said dangerous i will be very careful thank you for your concern ikmer <laughs> so one more text left uh, does anybody want to take a look at it um it's the gray one with the skull and chains 
So edgy. I got that knowledge religion. I'm sorry. Okay. Eclipse might have picked it up, but would um, not really have any idea what to do with it and would hand it over to our very knowledgeable Motumbe. Well, I mean, I haven't proven myself very knowledgeable yet, but I'll have to go ahead and take a look. I'm still not. <laughs> How you doing there? I'm done with this game. I got a two on the die. That brings it up to a nine. Oh, yeah. You, you don't know what, um, if this is a religious text, if it's history, maybe? history, you, you have no idea what this really contains. I think I'm going to melt down this D 20, but, uh, in character, Matumbe will say something along the lines of, I, this is an unfamiliar text to me. Nothing I would have seen back in the Milwaukee Expanse. Is there somebody maybe who knows something about this book here? Kind of opening it up to see if there's like another knowledge check, like, like, uh, like Ickmer history can roll or it unchained, or but only Ickmer or untrained. Um, and it makes sense with his, the deity he follows. So you can make a religion check untrained if you, if you so choose. All right. It's I just going to uh, be your int mod. Okay. Nine total. Yeah. So you, you don't know either. Um, I don't think either of the girls know, know much about this piece of religion. So, so you, you kind of just tuck it aside, um, thinking that maybe if you read through it, it'll refresh your memory. What language is it in? It's in common. So you can, any of you could read it. It's just that's going to take more time than knowing what it is based off of, you know, the cover and like the first couple pages. Does this book or any of the first two books also have like Professor Laura Moore's notes in the margins and stuff? Um, or is the it majority just the of though? the notes, notes are in uh, Serving Your Hunger. Okay. So cool. you can tell that that was either his recent obsession, like what he was studying or um, something along those lines. Like he has these books. That one might have been a copy that the the University of Leopardstadt let him have, and so he didn't feel bad about marking it up. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, to peer behind the veil here, Matube is pretty worried because the all the those farmer folk who attacked us earlier were claiming that he was a necromancer. Matube did have a very impactful um, interaction with Professor Lorimore back in the day, but he doesn't know Professor Lorimore all that well. So if they're saying he's a necromancer and there's a text um, dedicated to Ergothoa that he's been obviously spending a lot of time in, that's worrying. Yeah, I can, I can see where it would it would kind of portray that image of mm-hmm. you know a closet necromancer type of guy. So yeah, so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to you know read over his notes and see kind of what what his commentary was on that book. I know what I'm doing tonight. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. Okay, so so you guys look at these books and you know that you have to return these books. Um, one of the books actually has. In the pages, the address for Embrith Daramid, the the person that he had mentioned he wanted you to, so the the purple book has that on it, just so it kind of says, return this to her at her place of residence, not in public. Mm-hmm. Um, the other books just say return them to the University of Lippstadt, so you know that this this purple book is probably something maybe the professor wasn't supposed to have. Okay. Okay. So 
you guys, um, after you're reading these books, you kind of see Kendra's expression has slowly soured through the, through kind of reading of the journal and looking at these books. And she says, I, I don't know what, what my dad was up to this. This seems like he was, wasn't killed by an accident. It, it seems like he might've been dabbling in something he shouldn't have though. I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I, I was wondering if, if you guys are going to be here and, and you're going to be helping me out, maybe you could help me do some research and, and, and into, into what's going on here. Um, cause they, I mean, they told me he was killed by an accident. I haven't even been to where they found his body. I, I'm worried about this. I, I don't know if they did their due diligence when they found him. Um, so would you four help me? Because, um, I, I was hoping you'd stay. I know it says in my dad's will that he'd like you to stay for a month and you'll all get a nice payout, but you can certainly stay in my house. We have plenty of rooms. So out of character, do we actually know how he died? No, you guys don't. I, I mean, so. okay. I didn't, I didn't think so, but I it hasn't been sure. revealed at this point how he died. Okay. It wasn't something that like at the funeral, they were like, Oh, the professor got trampled by giants and uh, left for dead. All right. Because generally, you know, if, if somebody died in a car accident, you wouldn't say that at their funeral. Right, Ikmer? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it's... He was drunk driving a wagon. It's, it gotten, <laughs> it's gotten a bit later in the evening. You guys are looking at these books. Some of you have taken books to um, potentially research further. Yep. And you're again greeted by the smiling red-cheeked face of your favorite bartender and mine, Zokar Elkarid. And he says, Hello, my friends. Did you get a bunch of good things in this will? No. It was a rather somber occasion, unfortunately. Ah, well, uh, you know, I, I wasn't named in the field, so I, I kind of sat by the hors d'oeuvres and, you know, ate myself silly. But but I do have to open up my inn tonight. You know, I, I currently have one of my family members watching the bar, and uh, they are no fun for my customers. They hate it when my son is out there serving drinks. So why don't we do this? I know you, all four of you have a lot on your minds, and maybe Kendra too, but... Maybe we go drown our sorrows. How's that? How's this sound? I I do not Im- imbue myself with alcohol, but Lyra, Eclipse, and Ikmer, maybe the four of us can go to this man's bar and discuss how exactly we are going to spend the next month together. I got a shiny purple book. That That is irrelevant to my question. <laughs> <laughs> You guys might. In, in uh, fact, maybe you should leave that here. I imagine you guys like go pick your rooms, and Ikmer like runs upstairs and finds the biggest room gets or whatever. One, gets the one with the bunk beds. Yeah, the one with the bunk beds. Um, <laughs> no one stays with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys go go pick your rooms. He sleeps on the bottom one. <laughs> you all have relatively spacious rooms. Um, there, you know, the accommodations are pretty good in this house. Like I said before, it's 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 not quite a full mansion, but it's about there. 
uh, and it's got a library. So, you know, it's a pretty big house. Uh, so you each get your own room. You probably would, before you go to a bar, leave whatever books that you were thinking about researching in your rooms, I would imagine, but that's up to you. And then do you guys proceed to the laughing demon inn? Zokar has already left, by the way. He says, you, you four, uh, gather your things. I, I'll meet you back there. I'll be behind the bar. Don't even worry about it. I'll see you there, though. All right. Uh, before we leave, as if we want to do any more research, uh, I guess since Ikmer knows that he doesn't have much in the way of actual knowledge, uh, and he knows that Kendra could help, but the patterns aren't exactly the same. So in the library, he is going to try a perception check in order to find another book that has the same, I guess, code or type of same similar looking code. Had it like a, like an encrypted book, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can roll, but I, I imagine your perception, if you're just in the library, would be more, I'm looking for books that look like they've been, they've been used recently kind of thing. Like maybe the professor used a similar, yeah, like a book with a similar key. code to try and crack this code type. Yeah, of yeah, thing. So yeah, code yeah, you yeah. can totally roll for that. Oh boy. Three. A three. Um, you find a coloring book. <laughs> and that occupies it for the next 30 minutes. No, yeah, you right. you really don't you you can't determine whether something's been used more recently than the other stuff, but you do you do think that as you're kind of researching this stuff, the library at the Lorimores is probably a good resource. Okay. Uh, I'm sure he has additional books on on the kind of stuff you might be interested in looking up. So, so you maybe you tell them there's a lot of great books. <laughs> like okay, well Guys, uh, you know, I went to the library. I was able to color in some uh, directions from the uh, the living room uh, and how to get there. But uh, some of the books are uh, pretty uh, that, pretty that's, fun that's, to look at. That's not even a coloring book. You just colored in a regular book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... You guys gather your stuff together. You you, you kind of get settled in your various rooms. And do you do anything else, or are you going to head over to the Laughing Demon? It's up to you. I'm going to hide the book. Okay. In in my room, you know, probably nowhere like too hard to find. But like, I don't want anybody walking in here and walking away with the nasty. Ergothoa text. Right. And and you do know these books were kind of entrusted to you guys too. So there's probably a sense of like, I need to keep this safe. I don't necessarily want it to bring it to a tavern, yeah, not but I also want to leave it. Right? Like, yeah. Well, on that, uh, Ikmer definitely wouldn't think of protecting the book in any way, but he definitely would protect it based on it is one of his only possessions at this point. Yeah, and I mean, and he kept a broken spear. Yeah, we so. know this about Ikmer by now. He's just, anytime he gets a new thing, it's like the first time he's gotten a great thing. And it is pretty shiny. Yeah, well, well the, yeah, it's like I think the clasp is actually made of gold, so it's it's definitely a valuable book. So he would, uh, Ikmer would actually bring it to the bar. Ikmer's gonna bring it along. Yeah, 
He's going to though. Okay. And um, but Eclipse is actually so I I have a special scarf that has like metal in it. It's like a re- it's a reinforced scarf and it's got chain links and metal plates inside of it. Um, I'm basically gonna wrap up the book in that so that no one could potentially damage the book and then tie it to like the bedpost or something to try and keep it somewhat safe. Okay. Tie it under the bed. Yeah. That sounds good. And Lyra, I don't think you grabbed any of the books, uh, but maybe you kept the journal. One yeah. of you probably kept the journal. I'm going to imagine. Yeah, I guess I can keep the journal. And because that was Professor Lorimore in his actual writings, she would tuck it away in the room, probably not leaving it right out in the open, but she wouldn't like hide it under the floorboards or anything like that. Right. So, you know, you know, you could probably, I mean, there, Lorimore had the foresight to circle some entries, but if you were to kind of dig further into his journal, you might, you might find some other interesting stuff. So. So Mutumbe has what the model Brown book and the gray one, right? Yeah. He has, um, the book with the fly in the skull and the book with the skull and the chains. You have the all black book. Absolutely. Yes. And then Ikmer has the purple book with the scarab. Lyra has the journal that says, read me now on front. Okay. Thank you. If you're writing it down in your notes or whatever. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, you know, you know I am. Okay. You know it. So does the gang, does the mystery squad, mystery incorporated head over to, um, Zokar's bar? I think that's a yes. That's a yes. yes. Okay. So you guys walk, uh, it's, it's sort of in the middle of town. Where, where, um, where the Lorimore Mansion is more on the outskirts. So you guys head over there. Um, you enter the door and you hear Zokar's booming voice at behind the bar. You've made it. You all made it. I'm so happy you could come. Come, come, sit by the bar. You, no, no, you move. Get out of here. These four are sitting right here, right in front of me. And he, he scoots one patron. It looks like he's way too drunk off a bar, <laughs> off a bar stool. And he, he makes sure you guys have room to get up there. Uh, he's got the extra high chair for Eclipse. He has it all prepared. He, you could tell this guy, like, as jolly and, like, funny as he seems, he's he seems very meticulous about stuff. Like, remember last time when he brought you the shots and he knew what you were, like, what okay. you preferred to drink kind of thing? Like, he's he's very meticulous. And as you come up to the bar, he pulls out yet another tray of shots. And ladies and gentlemen, we have Wait, physical what? shots in front Is of us. Is that a tray of shots coming up on the table? So In real life? <laughs> like, I figured I would, you know, it has been sad day. You know, we have to drown our sorrows here. And I figured the best way to do this is with another round of shots. We need these shots in order to strengthen our resolve for tomorrow. One of these takes this in memory of Professor Lorimer. And so, realistically, what I have here is I have a shot for Steve uh, from Otumbe that is a cucumber water. For Steve, that's a cucumber vodka. I have... (laughs) What is known as a, is it the ocean? Deep ocean. Deep ocean shot for Lyra and for Emily as well. A deep ocean shot. For Haley, we have 
a rum shot that will be dropped into some Mountain Dew, a bomb. It's like not eclipse. actually going to be dropped. And then for Ikmer and the GM, <laughs> we have a Crown Royal green apple shot, kind of like Ikmer, a little bit of green on the inside. So Zokar raises his glass, and he says, For those have passed, Zidobrovna. And he drinks. Ugh, there we go. All right, folks. Well, excuse me. That was delicious, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that went down easy. Went down real smooth. So, Zolkar gives out these shots. We all take these shots. And now he's just kind of talking to you guys. And I don't know if your plan was to, you know, talk amongst each other and figure out what you're going to do for, for your time here in Raven grow. Cause you're going to, if you're going to get those a hundred platinum pieces, it's going to be a month. You're going to have to try and figure out what, what Kendra needs and how you can help her out. And if, if I can ask kind of out of character, what was the context for that? We're like, not, we're not like tutoring her or, we're just no, like he hanging really around wants to like you, protect her. He really wants you to help her get her affairs in order. Okay. Um, because he's like, she really doesn't have anyone. She yeah. she had me and that was it. And sure. now that I'm gone, it's like she's gotta get if she wants to move somewhere else and leave the house, she's gotta get the house sold. She's gotta, you know. Yeah. She needs some support because her dad just died. She's so mm-hmm. so he's he's kind of counting on you guys to to be that support net because you're level one characters and you don't have any other shit going on true (laughs) okay Okay. i mean i got some shit Um, to take care of in the morning i imagine wait a month i imagine for ikmer it's like like a hundred platinum pieces is more money than more than a hundred times the money you've ever seen I mean, like, Very true. like if you think your about mother the could literally drink herself and her entire town into the grave. Yeah. Think about the would, economy yeah. of Galarian. It's very much like, you know, a gold is like a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. There it's, it's, so if you think about a platinum being 10 times that, and then a hundred times that you'd be a pretty wealthy man with a hundred platinum. Oh, it was, uh, the money was not lost on Ikmer. Uh, when it was red, uh, for context, his eyes were wide as saucers for sure. (laughs) Nice. So, so you guys are talking to Zokar and I don't know if, if any of your characters have any questions about some of the stuff you might've heard in like the journal or in the books or that kind of stuff. But, he seems to have warmed up to you guys pretty well, and he's a bartender. He might have some kind of knowledge about about some of the stuff you ask him. So if you, if you guys wanted to, like, strike up a conversation with him, and obviously he's more than willing to shoot the shit with you, uh, you can certainly ask him some questions if that's something your characters want to do. Absolutely. Uh, Ikmer, from his reading, uh, if I can look at the journal real quick, um he knew that the uh, the church had a false crypt between the Eversleep and Black Path. 
and this is how he would best uh, bring it up. Uh, so you're you kind of you've been around here a while, right? Uh, yes, Ikmar. I, my my bar has been here since my father started it, uh, sixty years ago. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't. I mean, so. Would you know where Eversleep and the, 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 the orange path? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, the, the black path. Ah, yes, Ikmar, right? Yes, they, they intersect at uh, the back end of the, the rest lands. You, if you, if you follow the, the Eversleep all the way to the back, you should find the final crossroads would be with the black path. And you could... You know, if, if there is something important there or a grave that you know is someone buried there, you could find it right there. So, out of character, Ikmar definitely wouldn't realize if uh, if the bartender was good or bad. And, like, telling him these things would be, like, possibly controversial to their search. Oh, well, I mean, Sikmer can certainly roll a sense motive and come up with his mechanical opinions of what he thinks the bartender is saying. So I think that's probably a good call. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can certainly do that. I'm just looking over at at Hickmer's like skills, and they're fucking brutal. Oh, he's a fighter. He only gets I, two I know, points I know, but they're one. bad. So, uh, you know, it's actually a total of 10. Yeah, you... You know he's a hundred percent genuine. He he knows he knows it's in his town. He knows the layout of the of the restlands. He's been to funerals there, and so he's literally just telling you like it's the last path that intersects the Eversleep is the 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 black path. So that if if that's where you're looking to go, that's where it is. Okay, well, uh, so so they're streets, right? They are more like uh, you know. Pathways like is it not even paved, but but you can tell people walk to and fro from them. They, there are no graves on the on the paths. Oh, okay. Uh, I I really gotta look at a map. <laughs> he says, with and the- then yeah, and then uh, just uh, turn turn away, scratch his head, uh, maybe like look around the bar if there's a physical map. In the, in how did bar. how did Ikmer feel about getting served alcohol? Oh, um, actually, for him, it would be very weird. Uh, he never snuck snuck any booze from his well, drunkard mom. Well, how old is Ikmer? Uh, Thirteen. So okay. oh, just geez. before if, just before adulthood. Yeah, in, for for uh, a half orc. For, for a half orc. Or, yeah, half adulthood is what, like 14, 16 or something like that. Yep. Something like that. 14, so it's not exactly. far away, but... So that was intended. Um, but actually being served alcohol, being treated like uh, humanoid rather than I guess... Monstrous humanoid. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, would be, it would be very odd. Uh, and it would come out probably more in his facial expressions that he's actually talking to people would be something that is um, I guess evident of the fact that he um, is much more 
comfortable in this setting. Yeah. But he's never really seen it before. But like Igmer is, is I feel like starting to get comfortable with these people just because they're treating him normal, right? Like like even this group of people seems like they're they're not immediately dismissing him all the time. Ab- absolutely. Um but to uh go on about that uh he's it's possible that he's seen this before and it wouldn't take much to i guess uh drive him away okay yeah. and so yeah. friendly one second doesn't necessarily mean that he's always uh friendly he's dealt with people that are friendly to him and then turn on and then that. yeah yeah i got you um does anybody else ask zokar a question uh excuse me zokar uh what uh, what did you think of those villagers who wanted to um, attack us? What what was that all about? Uh, well, um, you know, Gibbs, the man that yelled at you, um, he's he's ex. You know, he used to be a warrior, and he seems like he has this sense of pride for his town, but. I think it was all a load of malarkey. I, I knew the professor. I knew this was not, you know, he he never had any necromantic tendencies, in my opinion. I, I've known him for years. Uh, this was a bunch of fanatical villagers, kind of dickheads, if, pardon my French, but... French? <laughs> pardon my Verisian, but... Um, I, I wouldn't worry about them. You took you took fast care of them. They, you know, they, the villagers in town, very superstitious. They they don't have open mind like Zokar. Zokar can see that you are good people because you are friends with Professor Lorimore. So I think if they got to know you, maybe maybe you could unburn that bridge. And that is what he tells you. You know, he's he's I guess. Not surprised because he knows the kind of person Gibbs is, is like a, you know, kind of a dickhead, but he's also, he thinks that, you know, they didn't know Laura more. They knew him worse than any of you did. Gotcha. I think E pretty much burned the bridge with the guy that she punched in the... Uh, in the Nards? Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> oh, God. It happens. I'm sure um, that just, bridge is burned. <laughs> for sure. Um, so, so Zokar's, you know, talking to E and, and if anybody else has anything they want to ask him he's certainly open to it you know he's he's bringing rounds over he's making sure you guys are well taken care of he's denying declining any gold or copper you offer him he's making sure you in his terms i want you to grieve properly and so you know far be it from me to stand between you and the drink and so he's allowing, you know, he's allowing Yikmer to drink. He's, he's kind of, he's serving other people, but you can tell he's kind of focusing on you guys. I feel like for most of those conversations, Lear would just be staring off into space, not really paying much attention. Um, but when she senses kind of a lull in the conversation, she'd just uh, kind of make eye contact and just deadpan say, how did the professor actually die? Make me a diplomacy check. All right. That's something I actually have a little bit of skill in. Only a 14. Does anybody want to aid? I will. Can try. 
How many people will you let aid? Eclipse. The highest uh, one? Eclipse uh, aids? Yeah, Eclipse aids by saying, yeah, that's weird. We don't even know. Uh, come closer, ladies. I, I have heard tales that uh, it's being treated as an accident, um, but the professor died at Harrowstone. The ruins just outside of town. That's where they found the body. I hear I hear many things behind the bar, and I know this. He was outside of Harrowstone when he died. Crushed by a boulder, they say. Do they think it was a boulder just fell on him, or someone pushed it there? I believe that the sheriff is calling it an accident. And it does it sound like it, it may have been an accident, but you may want to talk to him. I don't know if you have met the sheriff yet. His name is Benjamin Keller. Okay, we might have to go find him tomorrow. Okay. So so again, he's he's chatting with all of you and you know, the night's kinda of drawing on. If if any of any of you want to say anything, you can go ahead. At this point, a lot of the people a lot of the people that were at the funeral had actually showed up at the Laughing Demon. Uh, but you can see, like, Adivion and um, Auburn, both from Caliphas, like, teleport, and they're gone. Your dad is still there. Uh, Mikhail is still there. But Kevkla, the pretty lady, is, you know, she's kind of turned in for the night and is heading home in the morning. She does live in Ustalaf, but she's a long journey away. And it's pretty much just you guys and some townsfolk left in the bar. Horace is drinking milk in the corner, as he does. Oh, delicious. <laughs> oh, can you e? Can you check if I have a milk mustache? Oh no! Dear oh, fucking no. god! Mm, let me lick that off of myself. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Has, has anyone found my teeth? <laughs> he gives one very uncomfortable nod. Like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sitting at a table by himself, so he's, you know, he's just kind of watching everybody. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, so yeah, some people are leaving, some people from the original, um, the original funeral procession and the reading of the will have already left. There's a couple that are still there, but you can tell the night's kind of winding down. You haven't had a ton to drink, but Tumbe hasn't had any. Uh, maybe Eclipse has had more than most. I'm not sure. Probably more than she by, should. By body weight. By body yeah. weight, yeah. yeah. Icarus so, just pounding shots. So <laughs> no, unless no, there's no, no, anything dude. else you guys want to ask, you guys probably, you know, head back to the Lorimore estate around midnight, one AM. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty sure after the kind of general conversation between the four of us that, you know, we're all gonna stick it out for a month. We're gonna make sure that we take care of Kendra that all her affairs are in order and then we're going to get our money and move on with our lives. That probably satisfies Matsumbe. He certainly has some questions about the, the books that we need to move for the professor, but I don't think there's anything else he, he, he really needs to know at this time. Okay. The rest of you feel the same. Yep. Yeah. Ickmer is still uh, holding on to that book. Nice and tight. Okay. Thank God you didn't lose that in the bar. Igmar slams the book down and says, three shots. Oh, God. Give me this book. I'll trade it. I'll trade it for three shots. 
Uh, this is fine trade, Ikmer. And before you guys leave, you uh, the night's kind of winding down, and Zokar actually singles Ikmer out. And he says, Ikmer, I want you to feel welcome at my bar. I want you to have this. And he gives you a tankard. And it's it's got it's got like kind of a laughing demon insignia on it. And he says, you may always drink here. I know that other bar does not let you drink the, the fucking Elford Inn. That place never goes there. When you come here, you bring this tankard, you get drink. You hear me? Okay. Are you crying? <laughs> I'll be back. I know you really care. I, I like you. I like you. I'm glad you came. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, just uh, put his head down and, like, try to do a hug over the bar. Okay. <laughs> well, your kind of tall enough, and Zokar's actually a big dude. Oh, so okay. He, all right. So he probably, he'd probably right. pat your back. It's less awkward than I thought. Just get yourself to bed, Ikbar. I, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Yep. And brushes his uh, long, I don't know, uh, stringy hair off of his off of his face and but in order uh i guess do that in disguise of actually uh brushing off a tear okay he, little t- he oh, little kind of wipes t- under his cheek and then over his head yeah yeah like <laughs> uh, just fixing my untamed hair is that um, a stealth check yeah yeah roll me a sleight of hand or a stealth oh boy Stealth will be funnier. Eh, maybe not. 17. Oh, yeah, not you, bad. Well, let me roll his perception. Why not? <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't notice. He just figures you're fixing your hair. Um, and you guys all see this. Uh, if, any, if anyone has a praise. Me. I've got a praise as well. I'll boost you. Uh, yeah, either one boosts the other or you can both roll it. Huh. <sighs> Need the boost. I don't boost. Um, we I have, have only we, eleven. We have eleven. Yeah. We have no idea how. Uh, if how it beats a ten, you can tell this tankard is an adamantium tankard. What the? Oh. Now it's not a. It's not a weapon. Right. You can really use, but it's Zulkar's special tankard. And he gave it to Ikmer. Yep. Of all people. <laughs> Are you kidding? He wants Ikmer to come back to the bar. Is he trying to fuck Ikmer? No. no. <laughs> I think he sees. A, I think he sees a little bit of himself in Ikmer. I imagine. Does he see a little bit of himself in Ikmer? Well, he sees a lot of bit of himself in Ikmer later. But. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so, so you can you can mark that down. I mean, it's a it's a tankard. It's it's really just for you to come back to the bar and drink. But it's it's a special tankard. It's definitely you know. The the laughing demon has been a staple of Ravengrow since Ravengrow is Ravengrow. So um, they're not a non wealthy bar. He probably has a couple of these. Okay, but he's he's given one to you because he's like you know I think this boy is going to be back for you know he he was at least in the room for the will so he knows you'll be here for a month and he's kind of like I don't want him to feel like he's an outcast where he used to be. True. True. So. With that, you guys head back home, and I imagine you each probably had your separate rooms. Kendra has already turned in for the night, but she's given you guys a 
key, so you can come and go as you please. Um, so you all head to your rooms, I'm guessing, unless you have something else you want to do. No, going straight to my room because I've got some deciphering of notes to do on that Ergothotelm. Okay, so as, as everybody settles in into their rooms, Eclipse, I need you to roll me a perception check. Oh, okay. Uh, not super high. Actually, yeah, that's not terrible. 20. 20, yeah, but not super high. So as you're kind of tucking yourself under the covers, you hear this tapping. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Make me another perception check. It's the old man. Horus. Natural one. Um, so you, you, you have two windows in your room. You look at the one, nothing. Um, but you look at the next one. And I need you to finish your drink because what you see on the other side of the window makes me and you want to drink. It's Horace. It's Horace. Definitely Horace. Finish your drinks. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.